I think that too often you find people saying, oh, I don't have time. And in my view, you make time for the things that you want to do. So whenever I catch myself saying, oh, I don't have time to do this project that I really want to do, I catch myself and I think, no, you do have the time if you wanted to. You just have to sacrifice something else. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name is Charlie. And I'm Femke. And today we're going to talk about time, which I think comes at a good time for this topic because by the time this episode goes out, it will be January. So the beginning of 2016. Can you believe that 2015 is basically over, Charlie? I cannot believe it. Where has time gone? I know. It's just gone so fast. And time always goes so fast. It's this thing that, you know, nobody can control as much as we wish we could. We just can't. We always get the same amount of time. So I think it's a really good time to talk about time in this episode. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. Agreed. First, though, I want to know how your side projects have been going lately. Tell me something interesting that happened with them in the past week. Something interesting that happened with them. Well, we've been getting a good run of feedback from this podcast, which has been super cool. We've been getting a lot of new reviews on iTunes and some more subscribers to the newsletter. So for me, that's something kind of new and exciting to see that that the momentum is still going because, you know, I think it's quite easy to launch something and you get a lot of pre-hype and hype when it launches and then, you know, it kind of naturally, not fizzles out, but, you know, the the momentum kind of slows down. But I've been really excited and impressed to see that, you know, the momentum for this podcast, what you and I are doing is still going quite strong. So I think that's really awesome and that's been really exciting over the last couple of weeks. I agree. Yeah, it's been so cool. Thank you so much to everyone who has been listening to all of our episodes and sending us the feedback as well, because that's the main thing is that we love hearing what everyone listening thinks of the topics we discuss too. Yeah. So the topic for today is time. And I was watching a recent video of yours, Charlie, uh, from your Vlogmas series where you were touching on time and how you deal with time and how you sort of structure your day. I guess you you show quite a big glimpse into your life through your YouTube channel and I think your viewers probably I mean it sounds like you were getting quite a lot of questions from them asking how do you manage your time because they see you always being so busy in your in your videos and so you touched on that in a recent video which I thought was super interesting and I feel like there's so much more that we could talk about it. I feel like in your video, you sort of just scratched the surface. So that's kind of what prompted us to to choose this topic for today. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. It's been interesting for me doing the series uh, where I'm vlogging daily. So I'm showing people more of my life than I normally would. Like I'm filming more throughout the day and showing people what I get done. Mm -hmm. And it's been really interesting for me to see how people are actually interested in that, you know. They're actually interested in seeing the projects I get done and how I manage my time throughout the day. Whereas, you know, I, I kind of wasn't expecting that. I don't know, because it's just normal for me, you know, it's just how I live my life. But it's obviously different for other people. So they find it interesting, I guess. 
Yeah, I think people are always quite interested in the sort of behind the scenes aspects, right? So, I mean, you and I put out quite a lot of work. I mean, work being, you know, our side projects. And there's a lot more under the surface that people don't see. And, you know, the the episodes that we put out for this podcast are only sort of 30 to 45, 45 minutes long. But there's so much more time that goes in behind the scenes to actually create that 30 to 45 minute podcast and definitely and that behind the scenes stuff are things that people don't often get to see and so I guess that sort of prompted all of these questions that both you and I have sort of been getting about people wondering how we kind of juggle everything so I know that you keep quite a strict to-do list and you're quite a very organized person so why don't we start off with you and how you sort of organize your time and plan for your week ahead I like to be quite structured with my time. I prefer to always have something to do and I always want to know what to do next so I don't have to waste time trying to think about what to do next. So generally every Sunday-ish or every weekend, sometimes happens Monday mornings, if the Sunday's been busy, I will plan for the week ahead. So to do that, I'll decide what basic big things need to be done, like what videos need to be edited, what videos needed to be filmed, what other design projects I need to do, and I fill in any, like, social things that I've got going on. It's important to put them, you know, on my to-do list so that I know that I have to allow time for them and means I might have to get more done on another day. I love how a social event for you is a to-do list task. <laughs> I know. Such a nerd, right? <laughs> love it. Well, it's something I have to do. I have to leave the house and go somewhere, so it deserves going on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it takes up time, right? So I guess you've got to schedule it in there. Exactly. You know, I think those things are important. I put things like cooking dinner on there as well, because on nights that I have to cook in my flat, it means that I can't get as much done because there's, you know, the cooking and cleaning time. I just plan out all of the big main things that I want to get done scattered throughout the week. And then generally each night I will plan for the following day in much more detail. So like I'll go a bit more granular with it. I think I just really like marking things off. So I like breaking down my list as much as possible. And it gives me lots of small tasks to tick off, which, you know, is like a false sense of accomplishment, I suppose, and keeps me motivated to keep going through it. So when you say you plan your week, so, you know, you put in your social events and and that you have to cook dinner and things like that, do you actually put in or block out the exact time of day that that thing is going to occur or do you just like list it like I've got this this week? I just list it as a thing in general. I don't generally put time stamps next to any of my to-do list items because that would just stress me out. I want to make sure that I you know make things as easy as possible for myself. I will write on the to-do list you know like dentist appointment 9.15 or whatever so that I can just remember the time. Yeah. But... Yeah, I try not to say 15 minutes on editing, you know, or anything like that, because yeah, that would just mean that I would feel this time pressure. And yeah, I don't want that. How about you? Do you find that you do yours in more of a calendar style, like you block out specific time blocks for things? Well, I have a sort of to-do list, but I don't allocate the specific time either. What I have tried to do in the past is use like... Uh, my my digital calendar to like block out time but there hasn't been something that's kind of stuck so hence I guess it wasn't really working for me I think I prefer to just sort of know what I've got to do and then I can pick from the list 
what I think I can achieve in the time that I have right then and there. You know, when I sit down at my desk, I can be like, okay, what do I have? How much time do I have? And pick something that I can, you know, accomplish and finish off in that amount of time. That's sort of more how I do it. But then I guess I also have like deadlines as well that will then play into what I choose from the list right and I'm sure you do too like if you have a video out tomorrow then you're probably going to be working on that today not yeah definitely. not tomorrow yeah I tend to structure my to-do list in order of I, the way I want to get things done and I think that's just like mm. you know like the organization person inside me likes to tick things off in order so I tend to like shuffle my to-do list around throughout the day so that I always know what I'm doing next you know if something changes yeah I'm interested to know more about your um, experiment with organising things through your calendar, though. What made you decide to, to try that? I think because I just wanted to be more strict on myself. Not that I wasn't getting things done, but I think I just wanted a more sort of holistic view or a visual view of what I had to do that week. So I still occasionally put in some things, so... For those who don't already know, I run interviews on my blog with other creatives and I have those go out once every second week. So every fortnight there's a new interview on my blog and I do have in my calendar every second week the name of the person who is coming out next. So I've got marked in my calendar from now until sort of mid-February each second week uh, which interview is going live and I guess that's not necessarily a block of time that I have to work on it it's more like this is a task that's sort of due then and I guess that makes me sort of see when I look at my calendar how long I have until that interview is due so I can then sort of prioritize and work on it accordingly. Yeah that's really interesting I've been considering moving to more of a calendar based like time organization system for a while but I just don't know if it would work for me because my days are often like I don't never know exactly when I'm going to leave work, you know, and that would just stress me out. The the fact that I'd then have to adjust all of my to do list for the evening because I'd planned this block of time for this thing. But now I'm not getting home till this time, you know. So, I yeah, I just don't think it would work for me right now, but I am really interested in trying it in the future. I do have in my calendar regular things. So like the interview, I also have, you know, on Mondays I have from 6 to 8 a.m. is when I do the podcast newsletter and new episode goes out. So that's like a two-hour block of time that is the same each week because, you know, there's a time deadline on that. It has to go out that day. So I've got those two, two hours set aside each Monday morning for that and that is marked in my calendar. And I think marking it there kind of makes it you know it's set in stone and it's a priority and I'm going to make time for it and those around me know that I'm busy during that time and that's what I'm working on. I like what you just said there about making time for it and I want to shift track and talk a little bit about this if that's okay with you. Yeah go for it. I think that too often you find people saying oh I don't have time and In my view, you make time for the things that you want to do. So whenever I catch myself saying, oh, I don't have time to do this project that I really want to do, I catch myself and I think, no, you do have the time if you wanted to. You just have to sacrifice something else. So instead what you're doing is sacrificing that project that you think you want to do because there's many more things that you've deemed more important. I think time management is about making time, not, you know, 
just having the time. Time doesn't randomly appear. You're never going to get any extra hours in the day. So if you want to get stuff done, you have to make the time for it. You have to shuffle your schedule around and, you know, fit it in somewhere. I 100% agree. I think, you know, you again, you often hear people saying they wish they had more time. Yeah. And I mean, there's no point wishing for that because... I mean, you're not going to get it or, or you just don't know. I mean, none of us know how long we're going to be here and everyone, you know, sort of gets the same 24 hours in a day. So wishing for more time in a day or whatever, you know, is pointless in my opinion. I mean, if you decide to stay up an extra two hours later, you could argue that you got two hours more time that day. And it's up to you whether that's something that you want to do to give yourself more time. I think it definitely is more about prioritizing the time and making sacrifices for for things that are more important to you right now. And I know that you and I both feel, you know, the same and very strongly about this and, and I know that we agree. And so I'm wondering, since you kind of discovered or accepted that you're never gonna get more time, it's just about how you prioritize it, has that changed anything for you in, in terms of like your side projects and and doing more and getting more work out, has that affected how you work? Yeah, it definitely has. It was quite a shift for me, actually, and I can't pinpoint when it exactly happened or anything like that. But I did realise one day that, because I, I was saying myself, you know, I was like, oh, I'm so busy, like, um, I need more time, need more time, don't have time for that. And I don't know if it was just getting older or getting wiser or something, but I did realise that you do make time for the things that are important. And I feel like since then, I've just had a much more positive outlook on life in general, and I've just felt so much more motivated and inspired to do my projects and to live my life in a way that I'm doing what I want to be doing. And I feel like my time is so valuable, and I want to try and really appreciate it and make conscious choices of how I spend my time. Like if I'm going to just sit on a couch and watch a movie in the evening, it's because I have consciously chosen that that is what I want to do tonight, you know? And I feel like living this way has really helped me just be a happier person in general because I feel like I'm doing what I want to do and I'm, you know, living purposefully and scheduling things purposefully. And it's working out really well for me. I went that went really deep, but does that make sense, Pim? No, yeah, that was that was really great. I agree. So for me, I feel much more productive because I feel like I'm getting more done. Whereas before, when I had the more sort of pessimistic view of not enough time, you know, then I just didn't act on as much as I do now because, you know, I didn't have the time to, supposedly. Or, you know, well, actually, I just wasn't prioritizing it. So I wasn't feeling as good because I didn't feel like I was producing enough work or doing all the things that I wanted to do. Whereas now, because I'm making time for those things, I'm doing more and putting out more. And that obviously, you know, has a positive effect on me. And I'm feeling really good about that. And that makes me feel happy. And a good example of that is the new side project that I shared a couple of episodes ago about wanting to put together a sort of uh, hub or community of local Amsterdam-based designers. So before I had this sort of more uh, optimistic view of time, I probably would have thought, ugh, so much work, not enough time, meh, uh, you know, it's not going to happen because it's just whatever. But now, I mean, I'm not actively working on it at the moment. It's still sort of in the back of my mind in the planning phase, but 
I know that I'm going to do it because I've made a commitment to myself and it is something that I am going to prioritize the time for because I've decided that it is a priority for me, but just not now. But I know I will, but not right now. Does that make sense? That's awesome. That definitely makes sense. And what it means is you've decided that it's definitely an idea worth working on, but right now you have to be smart and use your time in other ways until you can, you know, get everything else into a position that you can set aside time to work on this new project. I think it makes total sense. I also really like what you said about the, you know, comparing these two views as pessimistic and optimistic, because that that's totally true. I think complaining that you don't have time, you know, all the time is a much more pessimistic way to live life. And I'm sure that's why I'm so much happier now with this more optimistic view, as you put it, of, you know, living purposefully and making time for things. You mean, I have the same amount of time in the day as I did with, you know, the previous view of when I was really busy and didn't have time for things. And actually, I do more now as well, like you. And I think it's just, it's it's awesome. Yeah, and I like what you said just there about you're doing more as opposed to I'm doing everything because I know that you're not doing everything, but you are definitely doing more. And I still think that that's great. And so that sounds a little bit weird, but to tie an example into that, since I moved here to the Netherlands from New Zealand, I've been prioritizing my time a lot more on, you know, side projects and getting up early and doing things like this podcast and my blog, etc. And yes, I'm doing more, but I'm still not doing everything. You know, I still have to say no to things. And one of those things that I am saying no to right now that does make me a little bit sad uh, is yoga. Charlie and I used to do yoga a lot together last year. And since moving here, I haven't been really doing it as much anymore because instead I've been deciding to prioritize and focus my time on side projects, which is awesome. But that is causing me to say no to something else, which at the moment is yoga. And that's been a bit hard for me because yoga is something that I really, really enjoy. And, you know, I think also goes well with my lifestyle of, you know, working a lot and sitting behind a screen. So I guess I just wanted to point out or make people aware that Charlie and I, or at least for me, I'm not saying yes and prioritizing everything. You know, I still have to make sacrifices, but I know that that's a conscious choice that I've made. So I've made the choice that yoga is not my priority right now, which does make me sad, but I do want to find a way to bring that back into my life and prioritize that again. Yeah, I think it's about accepting, right, and understanding your decisions. I had a situation a few months ago. We had a friend visiting over from New Zealand and she was going to go to Brighton for the day and invited myself and my sister, who we live together, to go with her. And I had to say, no, I couldn't come because I just had stuff to do that because of how I'd organised my week, I didn't allow for a random, you know, outing to another city on Sunday. Yeah. And that I needed that Sunday to finish things off. So I had to say no. And that was sad because I really did want to go. But yeah, it, it was a bit too spontaneous for me and I couldn't work out a way to fit everything in. So I unfortunately had to say no. That's the thing with being super productive and getting side projects done. Sometimes you do have to sacrifice things. Sometimes too, just to, you know, flip on the other side of that, I will sacrifice my side projects for social events, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 
just this past week I had a few nights out hanging out with my friends because it's Christmas time and London is just amazing in Christmas time. It's, yeah, I bet. It's just beautiful. And I decided that that was something that I was worth doing that I didn't want to miss out on because it's really important while you're being super productive and, you know, doing side projects and getting things done. I think it's important to remember that this is your life and, like you said, you've only got a certain amount of time. So I want to try and I'm constantly working to try and get that balance of, you know, work, side project, life. So I think it's important to schedule time for those things as well. That should be part of your priorities. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like work-life balance could potentially be a future topic episode. Yes, I like the idea of that. Maybe if anyone listening has any questions or, you know, stuff to share about work-life balance, tweet us. We can include it. So what advice would you have, Charlie, for someone that is sort of struggling to make time to work on their new idea or side project? What would you recommend they do? I definitely want to encourage people to try and get into this mindset of making time rather than not having time. I think that's a really important thing. So maybe the first step is to look at how you structure your day. Maybe just monitor what you do in a day and see where there's areas that you know, could be cut down. Like, do you spend an hour scrolling around on Twitter, which yes, is lots of fun. And there's lots of great links on there that you could look at, but maybe that hour would be better spent starting on the project that you've got in mind. I think it's really important to be conscious of how you're spending your time. So to do that, you need to have a look at what you're doing currently in order to improve it. Yes. For me, since having that mindset, it's totally changed the way that I look or, or I guess am aware of what I'm doing you know if I'm watching a television show but in the back of my mind you know I know that that's something that I'm prioritizing right now over something else and yes I probably could have spent that extra hour fine-tuning my next newsletter or something but in that moment I've made that choice to watch you know, watch a television show for an hour. Yeah, I sometimes, I don't know if you find this, I think you're a bit more focused than I am, as we talked about in a previous episode, but I sometimes catch myself scrolling through my Twitter feed, like absentmindedly, and then I'm like, wait, how did I get here? How long have I been here for? How much time have I wasted? <laughs> and I think being conscious and like, you know, recognising I should not be doing this right now, I have other things to do, this can happen later, you're like when I'm walking to work or something. You know, it's important to keep that in mind. I think that would really help with trying to fit in a new project. Yeah, for me, I think my advice would be don't wait until you're doing something that you could swap out for doing something productive, if you know what I mean. So don't wait until you're sitting down watching, you know, hours of Netflix to think, oh, I should do work now instead of this to use my time better. Instead, I'd recommend putting time aside beforehand so that way you know that, okay, at this time I'm going to be working on this. So that way, you know, you know beforehand and your brain will start sort of mentally preparing yourself for that because it's a lot harder to try and get up from the couch when you're already sitting on it. And so for me, what I do is every morning from 6 to 8 a.m., that's like my productive time. And, you know, I get up and I go sort of to my desk and look at my to-do list. And that's my sort of sacred time that I've put aside Monday to Friday. And for me, that works really well because I get so much stuff done in the morning before going to work that, you know, I don't need to be as strict on myself in the evening because I've got most of my tasks already done. I definitely yeah, agree with that. I couldn't recommend highly enough working in the mornings rather than the evenings. I'm a night owl. 
like I love staying up in the night listening to music and drawing and I just feel like that's my like super creative time and I used to think it's when I worked best as well but then I was listening to the Sean Wes podcast and he talks about waking up early I think he's got a thing that's called early wake daily write so he does writing in the mornings and I decided to give it a try this whole getting up early thing because it never been my thing in the past and I slowly ease myself into it and now I tend to try and wake up at 5am most weekdays and get two hours of work in like yourself then before I have to head off for work and it's just been so beneficial for my productivity levels honestly so I, I would recommend people try and work in the mornings rather than the evenings if you're finding that you're not getting anything done if that's a struggle that you're facing just try it don't don't suddenly get up at 5am if you're used to waking up at 9 that would be a shock to your system and uh. yeah it would not work out well I think you have to ease into mornings you know 15 minutes earlier each day perhaps ease into it and give it a try working in the morning see how that turns out for you because setting aside set hours that you work on your side projects is probably also really useful. It means that you have to fill those hours with useful things that are going to help move your side projects forward. So take a look at what you need to do, write them on a list and get started on them. What I like the most about putting time aside and, you know, doing that for me every day, Monday to Friday, is that it's consistent. And so it sort of becomes a routine and it's something that I do without even thinking, you know, even if perhaps I forgot the night before to plan what I'm going to do the next day, I still get up at six and go at my desk and then I'll figure it out because it's such a habit for me. And if to the listeners, if you need more convincing, there's a really great book called The Power of Habit and it's by Charles Duhigg and I hope I said that right. But he basically talks about how you can form habits yourself and it's all about sort of routine and doing the same thing over and over and your body will you know, subconsciously form that habit for you. And so for me, when I started getting up at 6am, it was really, really hard. But now that I've been doing that for about five or six months, I, it's so much easier for me now. I just, I get up at six and sometimes I don't even need my alarm anymore. And so it's going to be really hard the first few times, but if you do it on a consistent basis, it's going to get much easier and I think you have to give it a fair go as well. So you have to use that time wisely. You know, don't wake up at six and spend an hour on Facebook drinking a coffee, you know, to like no. kid yourself that you need to warm up for the day. Just get started and give it a try. Yeah, I mean, I used to be like that. When I got up, I would like dawdle around, lie in bed on my phone, make myself a cup of tea. And then before I knew it, it would be at least 45 minutes until I was at my desk. Whereas now I'm there within like five or 10 minutes. So, you know, I sort of save those, you know, social media checking tasks and whatever till after 8am. Because I know that if I start checking that beforehand, it's just such a distraction. And it's so easy for like 20 minutes to just fly by when you're on Facebook or Twitter. Definitely. Actually, that's one of the things that I struggle with most is checking social media constantly I'm I do it way too much especially considering I don't even use that much social media compared to a lot of people like I don't use Facebook I don't really use Pinterest and things like that pretty much just use Twitter and Instagram and yet I always find myself scrolling them what what do you think your like biggest struggle is with time management like what what's most difficult for you I think what's most difficult for me is knowing when I deserve a break 
And that's quite hard for me because I'm quite a hardworking person and I've grown up in quite a hardworking family. My parents both run businesses, so they've always been working a lot. And so I've kind of grown up around that sort of, you know, long hours, putting in a lot of effort kind of mentality. So for me, knowing when it's time to take a break is the hardest thing for me. And it's quite often my partner, Owen, who will, you know, tap me on the shoulder and say, you know, I think you've done enough today or... Oh, that's some, cute. Yeah, well, sometimes he'll uh, literally close my laptop when I'm <laughs> in the middle of something. Uh, that, that's after he's obviously, you know, tried to do it the soft way first. Um, <laughs> but that's probably my biggest struggle is, you know, I guess that sort of will tie into the work-life balance a bit more and how you sort of balance those two things together. So that will probably be a good episode for me. Maybe I can learn a few things from you, Charlie. We actually tweeted out and asked our listeners what they found most difficult about time management. And we had a few really good responses that I want to bring in. Uh, Kai said that procrastination is a big problem. I That's something that I don't struggle with anymore, interestingly enough, since you know, shifting to this mindset of being more optimistic about time. I find I don't procrastinate from my own projects anymore because I just want to be doing them so badly and that yeah. I would love to be doing them 24-7. So I don't procrastinate from them, luckily. Do you find that as well? Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, we're lacking a bit of context because I wonder what Kai is procrastinating for, if yeah, that true. makes sense. Like, I wonder what he's supposed to be doing. You know, if he's supposed to be doing a boring school project, then oh, totally. I could probably understand he's procrastinating. But if he's working on a side project that he's super passionate about, then, you know, maybe that's not it. So I feel like without knowing what his what he's procrastinating for is a bit hard. But yeah, I mean, for me, side projects and passion projects... I don't really find that I procrastinate from them either because I'm so passionate about them. So I probably agree with you there, Charlie. What do you find you do procrastinate from? Is there anything? Because there's definitely a lot of things that I procrastinate and I do my side projects as like a way of procrastinating from other things. Sometimes I will work on my side projects to procrastinate from client work. And that sounds kind of bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> like I really enjoy client work. But I guess, uh, you know, they're quite big projects that take quite a lot of time. And so sometimes I guess my mind just needs a break or wants to do something else. And so I kind of procrastinate for a little bit, you know, by working on my blog or something, then working on the client project. But I think that's more of a way for my brain saying, like, I need a bit of a break right now, as opposed to me not wanting to work on the client project, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I was just actually just going to say that, that I think that finding yourself working on something else might mean that you just need a break from that other thing. So maybe Kai's feeling that too. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. Zach said that he struggles with prioritising the right projects, only being able to do so much and picking which projects get done. And that can totally feel overwhelming when you've got so many projects you want to do and trying to decide which ones are the best ones to focus on. How do you handle that? Because I know we both have a lot of ideas. And like you were saying before, you've got this idea for this creative group thing you've got want to make for Amsterdam. How are you prioritising the other things ahead of that right now? What's What's helped you decide? Uh, what's helped me decide is that I want to keep the momentum up of my blog and my newsletter and things and so I don't want it to get in the way of that and I feel like at the moment it's quite a busy time of year, you know, it's 
at the time of recording this, Christmas is only a few days away and, you know, the New Year's coming up and I'm going away back to New Zealand for a little while. And so adding a new project in the mix right now I know is just going to be a little bit too much. So instead I'm focusing or prioritising on the projects that I already have because I don't want to have to sacrifice them to start this new one. So I'm just sort of waiting until things die down a bit or until I feel like I can take on more projects. Yeah, so maybe some advice to Zach could be to look at what would be involved in each of the projects that he's got to pick from and pick the one that fits best with life at the moment and fits with the other projects too, I suppose. Yeah, I think so. And also to sort of uh, do a bit of a analysis on, you know, the benefit versus the cost, you know, and whether that is worth doing. There's a couple of tweets here to do with how much time to spend on a project. Kyle has said that figuring out the balance of working on one project for a whole day or tackle small amounts of all of the projects throughout the day, that he struggles with figuring out what's the right amount of time to work on and, yeah, how much time to give himself for each project. I think deadlines can play a huge role in that. So if I have a deadline coming up, then I'm probably going to spend the whole day doing that project because it's due super soon. So I think deadlines can definitely have an effect on whether you're going to do some a lot of you know small things today or focus on one really big one. Do you agree with that? Or? Yeah, I, I do agree with that. And I think it's also about realising what type of person you are too, because I'm not the kind of person who can work on just one thing for a whole day. As Kyle said in his tweet that he thinks that one project all day feels daunting and sometimes leads to procrastination. I totally feel that too. And that's why I know when I've got a deadline coming, I have to start on it, you know, earlier so that I don't have to spend all day working on it the day before because that just doesn't work out right for me. I need breaks from projects that I generally will move on to another project and work on that instead and switch between them. That works out much better for me. So I think it might be about just working for a while and taking note of what your best working style seems to be, you know, getting to know how you work could help there. Yeah, I think maybe if you split your days into sort of two half days and, yeah, you know, work on two different things, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, that could be quite a nice way if you have multiple things going on. Yeah, I think so too. Voices of June, that's her Twitter name, has said that prioritising time to wind down from her day job before starting on side projects is an issue. Do you find that as well? Because I know you work from home. So how do you find switching from your day job to your side projects? Yeah, well, that's interesting because she says winding down from her day job to start on side projects, whereas I sort of do the opposite. So I start on my side projects and then move to my day job. Yeah, that is so, interesting. So, I mean, I guess, you know, another reason for me to do that is because then I have more effort and energy in the morning to focus on those side projects. Whereas if I if I only worked on them in the evening after work, I know I'd probably be super tired and hungry and, you know, I just want to lounge around and relax a little bit. So I would say to Voices of June, maybe try getting up earlier and working on those side projects before you go to work because you might find that you've got way more energy and focus first thing in the morning. Yeah, that's a really good point. I also find too, because I do work on my side projects in the evenings as well as in the mornings, but I generally do less in the evenings. I have about an hour commute from work to home and 
In the mornings, I'll often fill that commute with writing blog posts, doing something productive. In the evenings, if I've, if it's been a particularly stressful day at work or there's just been a lot on my mind, I will spend it just listening to podcasts or music, maybe reading a book and having some like chill time while on public transport. And that really helps me move away from work and into side projects. Yeah, I guess for me, when I do work on side projects in the evening, which is most days, but not every day, for me, winding down is cooking dinner which for some people they probably will think I'm crazy because I know a lot of people don't like cooking, Uh, but I really do. And especially working from home, I need something else to do because I've already been at that desk all day, you know. I can't just just switch to a new browser tab and, oh, suddenly day job's over, side project. Like that's hard, you know, for my mind to do that switch over. Like I need to get up and go and do something. So for me, cooking is that thing that I kind of do because, you know, it's dinner time. So I'll start organizing dinner, maybe go to the shop. And so that's a couple of hours of winding down for me and doing something else. And then after dinner, I can sort of come back to my desk two hours later feeling quite refreshed. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So maybe our advice would be to break up your day and, you know, put a divider between work and side projects somehow, however works for you. Yeah. So for me in the morning, it's breakfast and in the evening, it's dinner between them. Nice. So I'm sensing a food theme. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Charlie, I know that you use quite a lot of apps. So are there any particular apps or sort of organization skills that you use to prioritize your time? My favorite app that I talk about way too much. Uh, Actually, someone in my videos the other day said that they should give me an affiliate link because I mention them (laughs) so often. But my favorite to-do list app is called To Do, and that is spelled T-E-U-X-D-E-U-X. It'll be linked in the show notes, and it's not an affiliate link. (laughs) This is a super simple minimalist to-do list app. It's organized by week. So you see a week view on your screen if you're on the web app, or you see each day at a time if you're on your phone and you just add tasks to it and then you can tick them off. It's super simple, but it also does things like I could type podcast meeting every Wednesday and it will then put it on every Wednesday in my to-do list. Little things like that that you can make recurring really easily. It also has extra lists that you can set up for yourself. So I have one of client work, one of future projects that I want to do, one of like even like stuff I want to buy, you know, it's just a really great list app for keeping everything in one place. And I swear by it, honestly, my favorite music app, Audio, closed down recently. And I felt so sad about that. And then I realized how much like reliance I have on apps. And if Todo closes down, I just don't know what I'll do, honestly. Well, didn't they have some downtime recently? Yes, and I texted you and was freaking out about it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what about you? Is there, I know you you don't use to-do lists as like, obsessively as I do, but what apps do you use? Yeah, so I don't really have any sort of organizational apps that I use. I have a sort of physical to-do list that's just sort of a note paper. It's actually a really beautifully Scandinavian design note paper. I'll put a link to it in the show notes if you're interested in it. Uh, So I kind of use that as like a running list, but it's not really prioritized in any way. I just sort of add tasks on there as I go. But I guess you and I also sort of used Wonderlist for this podcast. So yeah, Wonderlist is great. Yeah, we put in new topic ideas or episode ideas that we want to do uh, and also any sort of other tasks that we have to work on for the podcast. And so that's probably one of my only sort of 
uh, time management type apps that I use. I mean, I do use Trello, but not really as like a active to-do list. It's more of sort of like an idea dumping ground or, or like a project management, I guess. You know, yeah. I move I move cards around as I work on them. That's so fascinating to me because I'm so reliant on my to-do list and this structured way of working that I just can't fathom getting things done without a to-do list, which is probably terrible. I should probably try and like wean myself off it. Maybe I need to go to some sort of like to-do list support group. <laughs> well, no, I no, I think it's great that you have one. I've only started really using my to-do list in the last six months and I couldn't imagine not having it now because yeah. I, I, I couldn't imagine not knowing what was what I had to do. The way I see it, I just don't want to leave it up to my brain to try and remember everything I have to do. Like that's just taking up brain space, you know, and I also don't have a very good memory. So there's that. But I find if I write everything down, then I don't have to worry about that anymore. You don't have to be constantly running through in your head what you need to do because you know, it's all written down on this list that you can check whenever you like, apart from when the to-do list app goes down. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I also find that having that list is encouraging for, you know, motivating you to work on stuff. Definitely. Like for me, having that purpose is so much easier to get up at 6am because I already know what I'm going to go and work on and I know my to-do list is there waiting for me. If I just sort of got up at six and sat down at my desk and I'd sort of be like, well, now what? Like, what's the point? You know, I think having the things written down gives you way more purpose and encouragement and motivation to actually go and work on those things. Definitely. And also it's just super satisfying to take things off a to-do list, right? Like that's not just me being obsessive about it. I think that's something that everyone finds. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I tend to use a physical to-do list as well, interestingly enough. I use it mostly at work. So I don't use an app for my like day job tasks we because we use Trello as a team you know we've got all of our projects on there so then I just for myself will write down on a notepad the things I want to do that day like jot them down so I do tend to use a mix of both digital and analog to-do list apps I guess. (laughs) You're so organized I guess you know you could always write down a paper copy of your to-do list in case the app goes down again. Yeah take a backup. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that we can wrap that up there. That's a lot of chat about, you know, nerdy time management stuff. But one thing I want to stress before we go is that I don't want people to leave this podcast like thinking that we are these super organized, you know, always focused human beings and, you know, they're not doing well enough because they're not spending every second of their day on a side project. I don't want that to be the impression that comes across and I'm worried that it might sometimes like that's this is not who I am. I try and work as hard as I can and from vlogging every day I've had my you know my viewers notice that and say that you know I work a lot and they're really interested in that fact. So I guess I do you know work on side projects more than the average person, but we're still learning Fem and I, you know. So if you've got any time management tips that you want to share with us, we would love to hear them, right Fem? Yeah, totally. I mean I feel like we definitely do work a lot, but at the same time, we take our break when we know we've earned it as well. Yeah, I didn't work on any side projects the last weekend, the weekend that's just been. I did well no side project work whatsoever, and that's the first time in a long time for me. Uh, but, you know, we've got a friend over at the moment from New Zealand, and so that was my priority for the weekend is to spend time with them, the, you know, the precious time that we have with them while they're here. So we do make sacrifices and we do prioritise our time, but we still prioritise 
our free time as well because that is still important. Totally. And I think that's what we've talked about has been the general theme of this episode is that the attitude you have towards time is really important and the sooner you can shift it towards being more optimistic, the better. I definitely agree with that. Before we go, I want to bring up a awesome iTunes review we've had. We'd love to encourage anyone listening, if you've been enjoying the show, to leave a review from us on iTunes because it really helps the show out if you rate us and write a little bit about why you like the show. So there'll be a link to where to do that in the show notes if you would be so kind. And I want to read out a review from someone whose username is VWLZ. Vowels? Possibly? Cryptic. <laughs> the subject line is I Love Design Life, and they've rated us five stars, which is very kind. And they say... I've always been a fan of Charlie's YouTube channel and to bring her designer friend with her to take design talk to another level is beyond amazing. Listening to these two talk about design and bringing everyone into the conversation is amazing. I feel inspired and motivated to keep pursuing design, even in a completely different aspect. What I love most is that they don't just make conversation between themselves. They really keep in mind the audience that are listening. You don't feel left out. Preparation has definitely gone through the whole process and I'm glad they started a podcast as such. So thank you so much for that lovely review. It's really nice yeah, thank to you. hear that, you know, the work we've put into this podcast is noticed and that it's really helping people out and that they're enjoying it. It just means a lot to us. And it's also really nice to hear that you feel like you're also part of the conversation, which is very much one of the goals that we've had from the beginning is we don't want it to be just only about Charlie and I. You know, we want it to be about you as well and your experiences. So with that in mind, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. We are at Design Life FM and we really want to talk to you and hear your thoughts on any of the episodes, any of the topics that we've discussed hear your struggles and hear your tips and advice as well because like we've said we're still learning too and if you want to listen to some of our previous episodes you can do that on our website which is designlife.fm and from there you can also find links to me and Fem's personal twitters and websites as well if you want to learn more about us and if you want to be one of the first to know when our episodes are live, you can actually sign up to our newsletter and you'll receive a newsletter each Monday with a little bit of a blurb about what the new podcast episode is about. So head on over and do that and we will talk to you in the next episode. See you, Charlie. Bye, fam. Bye.